0: Thank you for listening, and welcome to the Life Radio Show. A proud member of the SJ Network and Realm of the Mist Entertainment, I'm your host, Don Smith. It was a lot of fun chatting with Chrissy, host of the aptly named Ciphered Knowledge with Chrissy podcast. We discuss dark humor, podcasting, and bread dough. If you enjoy the show, like and follow the Life 1069 on Facebook and Don Smith Comedy on Twitter, or tune in live on Tuesdays from 7 to 9 p.m. on WWSU, 106.9 106.9 FM, or you can stream the show live at wwsu 1069org A brutal presence overwhelms me. A brutal presence. This podcast is part of the SJ Network. Go to s-j-network.com for more great podcasts for contact information, on publicist Steve Joyner. All right. Hey, welcome to the Life Radio Show. I'm your host, Don Smith. We are zooming right along. I'm hoping my bread rises. I don't know why I took a notion to bake bread for like the first time in 25 years. tonight, <laughs> <laughs> So I had to rush in here to start recording with uh, with dough under my fingernails. So we'll see what happens. I might get done recording this show and walk out to a disaster in my kitchen. You never know. <laughs> Too much yeast; it exploded. The whole—I can't even get in the kitchen anymore. It's just dough everywhere. Wouldn't that be fun? Anyway, my guest is already on with me uh, from the Ciphered Knowledge with Chrissy podcast. Welcome to the show, Chrissy.
1: Thank you, Don, so much for having me on. Hi, everybody.
0: They said hi.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting. I couldn't yeah. hear them. It's like yeah, my kids exactly. when I talk to them. There's never a response.
0: Yeah. yeah, You have to wait for a response. I mean, even though, you know, it's, a, it's not even a live show. So I, I don't know. Well, hey, I have up? my dog. When
1: I, yeah. Whenever they're listening, they're, they're going to say hi back. I know it.
0: Oh yeah. We, I know several <laughs> of them will. <laughs> Cause that's, that's the way listeners to my show are. They have to be a little bit off. Absolutely. And I love them for it. Uh, <laughs> well, tell us a little bit about, uh, about your show, Ciphered Knowledge.
1: All right. So Cyphered Knowledge with Chrissy is pretty much about providing knowledge to people that may otherwise not receive that, you know, the kind of information that I'm providing. I talk from heavy topics to very lighthearted topics. Um, My goal is to, like I said, provide knowledge to these people. I feel like some people have what I call a five-mile radius kind of thinking mm-hmm. where if, yeah, where if they haven't experienced it, it doesn't exist. And that's not quite how it works. Right. So um, I like to cover different areas. I had an obstetrician come on. I had a mental health counselor come on. I had a sex coach come on. You got to go watch that one. It's pretty fun. But we also oh, yeah. talk about, <laughs> yeah, we also talk about wine and cigars and a bunch of different area, uh, you know, different areas i don't like to pigeonhole myself to one subject matter Uh, but if you come over and watch the show you're definitely going to walk away with some type of knowledge
0: that's that's good i think a lot of people get stuck in that mentality that you know just their immediate vicinity is their world yeah oh yeah especially especially right now when everybody's locked up in
1: their homes yes (laughs) I have a a neighbor who actually doesn't leave the state of New Jersey, sometimes not even the county. And I'm like, you know, there's a whole world out there, right? Like you can take planes to other places. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it's just some people are fine with where they're at in their small little towns. And, you know, they don't go outside of that. My obstetrician that I had come on when I gave her some of the questions for the pre-show, One of them was, "What do you expect? What should someone expect on a first visit to a GYN appointment?" And she was like, "Are you serious, Chris? Like, that's like, like who doesn't know that?" And I said, "You will be surprised how many people out there don't have a clue even what a GYN is." So yeah, so it's 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 amazing. I am in the medical field myself. I am a hospice nurse, and when I walk into some of these homes and I'm thinking everybody knows what I know, right? That's not true. Not the case at all.
0: <laughs> totally understandable.
1: Because
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> if, if it's not in their field, they they have no idea.
1: Right. And I don't claim to know everything, but you know, <laughs> I know of a, a lot of a little bit, Right. if that makes sense.
0: <laughs> right. See, I know a little bit of a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't do so well as a nurse, but if something's broken in front of me, most likely I'll be able to fix it or at least... Make it worse.
1: Listen, you've done HVAC, right? You've done HVAC. Right. So if something isn't blowing heat, you know that there's a, a root cause of it, right? Same day we nursing. Right. If something right. isn't working in the body, there's a root cause of it. You just got to find a root cause. If it's yeah. bleeding, plug it. <laughs> I'm,
0: I'm going <gonna, laughs> to write that down. That may be our episode <laughs> title.
1: <laughs> go for it
0: if it's bleeding (laughs) plug it (laughs) that sounds so terrible but it's perfect for my show that that's how i come up with episode titles somebody says something and be like that's it right there there you go so we we've had as many as like eight or nine episode titles for one show and then it just becomes picking the best one
1: there you go we might we might have a few tonight too
0: it's a very good possibility <laughs> considering we're just a couple minutes in and we've already got a title. <laughs> but, yeah, you, you have to troubleshoot the things that are going on. You, you, work your, you work your way back from the problem until you find the cause. And that's, you know, different, different fields, same strategy.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Now, how, how long have you been in the nursing field?
1: So I was trying to figure this out earlier. I can't remember if it's eight or 11 years. (laughs) It it feels like 50, Um, (laughs) but (laughs) especially with all this COVID going on. Um, But yeah, it's been actually, yeah, it's been 11 years that I've been in a nursing field. Uh, I knew it was something that I wanted to do ever since I was a little girl. I remember being in kindergarten saying uh, a nurse was what I was going to do. It was, who I was going to be. Life did take, you know, its course and did postpone uh, my growth with becoming a nurse. But eventually I got back to it and I am doing something that I love immensely.
0: That's good. That's good. Because there are so many people that don't do something they enjoy.
1: Yeah. Now, if you wake up in the morning and you're just not wanting to go to work, it's time to re-evaluate where you're at and why you're there
0: oh yeah absolutely absolutely most of the times i don't mind yeah <laughs> i have i've come to accept that that nurses are just going to be a big part of my life i'm not i'm not i don't go to the doctors very often but i used to work in a hospital Okay. Uh, when I left that hospital and went to work at the local university, the, one of the first buildings they gave me that was one of my main buildings to maintain was the nursing department. And I left there, went back to the hospital. Then I left the hospital, and now I work for a company that manages uh, the buildings of several, uh, one, of the, one of the major uh, healthcare organizations in the area. We do all their outbuildings and their freestanding EDs. So,
1: <laughs> Oh, Wow. So yeah, standing EDs, the fact that you even have to say that.
0: Right, instead of ERs cuz most people hear ED, they think something else entirely.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, right. if all you've experienced is all you know, then you're in exactly. a deficit of knowledge.
0: <laughs> exactly. When I was working in the hospital, was about the time they decided to switch everything from the emergency room to the emergency department. Yeah. So now we've gone from ER to ED. That was about what eight or nine years ago that that happened, something like that.
1: Yeah, and they—I think they switched. Uh, it used to be MVA, which is motor motor, uh, motor vehicle accident, and now it's like MVC, motor vehicle crash. And I'm like, what the hell's the difference?
0: Like, well, I, I guess a crash a crash can be on purpose.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true. If you met my ex husband, you would probably feel the same way. Yeah.
0: I guess so. Yeah, but crash doesn't necessarily have to be an accident, so <laughs> that way they just covered both.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, makes sense. All
0: right, yeah, I'll it's give an insurance
1: that insurance claim either way. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> so, with we can talk about COVID a little bit, I guess, because it's you know definitely something that with this new surge is definitely on a lot of people's mind. Now, as a hospice nurse, hospice is typically typically an end of life stage kind of nurse. Yes. How how has covid affected your work on a regular basis?
1: So right now it's kind of even keel, but I will tell you in March a uh, it was just heartbreaking. And I, I don't want to go sad on here. I am a hospice nurse, so my humor is kind of morbid. So if I crack <laughs> a joke that's inappropriate, I apologize. But um, <laughs> so in March, it got really crazy and heavy. And um, I'm, I'm an evening on call. So basically, I get called out to do any pronouncements, any new admissions, or any urgent visits. And I can tell you, I was probably out all night for the whole month of March, uh, oh. April, and May, just doing pronouncement after pronouncement. It it was a sad sight to see. You know, I'm very used to being able to help someone transition to end of life at a comfortable pace. Um, wow. But with COVID, it's a whole different beast. And I didn't realize how affected I was emotionally by watching, um, you know, these people pass because the respirations, the respiratory system was just completely different and something that, you know, morphine and the normal medications that I use were able to control it. And just watching them suffer through that end of life transition was, like I said, I, I think I'm pretty good at leaving work at work, but I did find myself kind of, um, for a couple of days, just being angry and mad and upset. And I didn't know why. And finally I reflected back and it was just, it was something new that I'd never seen before.
0: Yeah. It it would definitely take its toll. I mean that, that line of work anyway, the the people that, that are able to do that are amazing because I mean, you, it's just, it, it's a heartbreaking uh, line of work. It's a heartbreaking area of medicine that, you know, it takes a special kind of person, a special kind of an already special kind of person to do, to be honest.
1: Well, yeah, we're very special. Yeah. If you sat, I will tell you right now, if you sat in a room with a bunch of hospice nurses, you would think we were all psychotic with the jokes that we make. Like, you really would. You'd be like, um, yeah, I'm going to leave now.
0: Oh, Yeah. <laughs> the- I, I that, that cracks me up anyway. One of the I stop and talk to a lot of the nurses at one of the ERs, one of the EDs that I work at, and uh, we'll have conversations up there that some of the police officers that'll be there they'll they'll have to walk away from <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> some of the, I'm some, the you. Stories, some of the nursing stories are just they get they get really crazy.
1: I, you know what? I think you have to have that kind of humor when you are in the work that I'm in because it's a release, right? Like you can kind of just shake everything off and let it go and not carry so much of that burden uh with you. But yeah, like I mean, I, I don't I don't even know if I can say it on the show if people are gonna dislike me from it. But <laughs> um my boss would call me and be like, listen, you're gonna have an admission tonight. And I'm like, all right, like how dead are they? Right. <laughs> and she would be like Well, yeah, (laughs) she'll be like, well, like, she'll be like, you know, well, the respirations are this, and there's this going on. And like, she'll break it down to me, you know, because there's some physiological changes that we see. And I'm like, so like, is she going to be dead by the time I get there? You're going to make me drive an hour to a dead person? And (laughs) she's like, listen, well, hopefully she dies before you even get on the road, all right? And it's like, you know, we don't mean it that way. It's just that this is kind of how we release it. We, because I'll tell you something right now, as soon as we get to that front door and to that patient's bedside, our empathy and compassion is there. Um, The family will never know that we've ever made jokes like that. So the job is very rewarding. Um, You know, you're in with a family at their most vulnerable time. At their weakest point when they know that they're about to lose a loved one. And you have to have that compassion there. But we got to get it out somehow, too.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, as an occasional stand up comedian, I haven't in a while, but, you know, we comedians always process things differently, too.
1: Okay, good. Hopefully everybody, the comedian will
0: listen. <laughs> <laughs> about a year and a half ago, down by uh, Wiley's Comedy Club, down the Oregon District here in Dayton, there was a mass shooting. Ugh. Like on the steps of the comedy club. Ugh. And uh, that the day after, Wiley's was one of the few businesses in the entire area that actually opened for business. And the reason I did that, it was our Sunday night show. It was all the local comics were coming in. And that place is home to so many of our local comics. And we're all a a big family. So I know that we're going to need a different way to grieve.
1: Yes.
0: By getting up on stage and telling jokes. Now, once you hit the stage, you don't joke about that. But we would always do a little comics hangout before the show.
1: Yeah.
0: And that's basically where we made the really bad jokes as our way of dealing with what just happened. And they're jokes that we would never say in public.
1: (laughs) I kind of said it in public. So I don't know what that made me.
0: (laughs) Well, no, it's, I mean, I, I might've talked about them before on here, (laughs) but no, and that's, That's our way of dealing with it. And in no way lessens what happened or the impact of what happened. But at the same time, you have to have a way to release it.
1: Right. And if anybody knows anything about mental health, you also know that there is a a term called deflection. Yes. And that is what that that morbid humor is. It's deflecting from the actual anguish of the situation. So I just like to deflect.
0: Yeah, that's what it is. We're, it's, it's a coping mechanism. Yes. Some people call it deflecting. We call it dark sense of humor.
1: There you go.
0: But yeah, that's that's where so much of comedy comes from is the dark side of things anyway. So there's there should be more nurses uh, doing stand-up comedy on the side.
1: Oh yeah, we could tell you stories, and and it wouldn't even be like it, it. It would be life, like just actual real life. We don't even have to think about it; it just, right. it just happened.
0: Yeah, as I uh, that's like I said, I I enjoy talking to the nurses at that at that ER that ED because they have stories, and it's like that is that's insane, and I love it. That's why I'll sit there and listen to it and laugh right along with them when some people have to walk away. <laughs> It always cracks me up that it's the police officers that have to walk away. It's like, you can't oh. handle this. You're a cop.
1: <laughs> Come on now. You've seen, you know, I would joke with my medical director. She would be like, Christina, you know, we're in the middle of the, the. Uh, we have to do uh, a meeting every week to review each patient with our medical director. She'd be like, so is this patient dying? And that the question is, like, how close are they to the end of transition right. so that we kind of know where they are in in the criteria for hospice? And I'm like, well, you're dying. And she would look at me and she like, how are you going to tell me something like that? I said, when you woke up this morning, you were one day closer to death. Did you not know that? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> we're,
0: we're all dying. Yes. <laughs> Some of us are closer than others. That's all that is to it. I,
1: I, I like to think I'm a positive person, but I love the positive people that are like, you woke up this morning. That was a blessing. And I'm like, yes, just to be one day closer to death. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And there are some mornings I wake up, it does not feel like a blessing.
1: (laughs) I hear you. I hear you.
0: I I had a little too much uh, vodka last night. This morning did not feel like a blessing, honestly. (laughs) I still you know wouldn't work, and I made the best of it until a, a chilled water loop exploded, and I took a shit, took a second shower.
1: <laughs> Listen, if you've got your nurses friends out there, you tell them to bring you an IV bag of fluids and some Compazine or Zofran. You'll be good to go in fifteen minutes.
0: <laughs> yeah, that that is, that is true. That is true. I, you know, I I always figure it's my penance I have to suffer through it
1: no no that's
0: that's how we learn <laughs> i don't learn i'm having vodka right now so yeah, you
1: listen enjoy drink up
0: <laughs> yeah now, now you usually work during the week so it's this is uh you, you you can't drink in the evenings
1: no i cannot monday through thursday i cannot drink well <laughs> i shouldn't <Right>.
0: <laughs> understand wink wink
1: <laughs> exactly it's <laughs> water in my bottle i tell you it's water
0: Right, right. Vodka looks very much like water. Absolutely.
1: Do <laughs> oh, you smell alcohol? I just sanitized the station over there. That's what that was. Right. That's, well,
0: that, that's the that, that's one of the benefits of COVID. They have these these uh, vodka and tequila companies making the, uh, yes. the hand sanitizer now. So now, if you smell like alcohol, it's like, well, of course I do. You just keep a bottle of that tequila hand sanitizer with you, and you're good to go.
1: Absolutely.
0: I don't <laughs> recommend drinking the hand sanitizer, but it's a good excuse no. for why they smell alcohol in the car.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. That's all uh, that was. Officer, uh, what are you talking about? It's the hand sanitizer. I'm right, aware. Right. Uh,
0: the Life <laughs> Radio Show does not endorse it. No. Oh, no. Driving. Don't do that. It's a bad <laughs> idea. <laughs> so, so, hey, uh, uh, back to the ciphered knowledge. What, what was it that made you want to get started in the podcasting, in the podcasting world in general?
1: So originally, I was on a podcast with three other women. And I don't even think I need to say any more about that. (laughs) It just just did not pan out. Um, But from there, yeah, and it definitely wasn't going in the direction I wanted it to. I had a vision for what I wanted to present on the show. So when I parted ways, I decided that I would go solo. And, you know, one of the things that brought it home for me was my grandfather was a very intricate part of my life. And he was an amazing storyteller. He was a playwright and actor as well. But on top of that, he had a lot of life lessons. He was Native American Indian. And he told me a lot of stories from when he was a child. And he just filled me with all this information. And I would sit there like a little girl, you know, listening to everything he had to say. And I took it all in. And I've had joy during those moments of just receiving that information. Um, unfortunately, he passed when I was 18 and I found myself still seeking knowledge and still seeking information. Uh, when someone would come up to me and ask me something that I knew about, I'd like, oh, let me tell you, I'm going to tell you this, hold on, let me explain why. And I would just get so happy and elated to provide that information to someone like oh, I made a difference, like even if it was something simple. Um, And every time I did that, I kind of felt closer to him, like he was with me. And that was kind of the premise of the whole show, being able to provide that information to other people. And it still brings me that joy. And every night that I'm live with the guest is just like, he's with me. I know he's with me. Whether you believe it or not, I know he's with me. And it just brings me some comfort. And I always say I was born in the right century because I got a mouth that doesn't shut up <laughs> and doesn't know how to censor itself. Although I think I'm doing pretty well right now. Oh, um, yeah. doesn't, doesn't know how to censor itself. And I probably would have been courted and hung with the way I am about injustices of the world. So I do stand on my soapbox and shout.
0: Every now and then you have to. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, but every now and then you want to. Part of that is you want to kick the soapbox out from under other people.
1: Oh, Oh, absolutely! Yes, and make sure that there's some gravel they'll fall on. Don't make it a soft landing.
0: Well, yeah, they (laughs) need not not even gravel like the old cinders they used to use on (laughs) playgrounds in like the 50s and 60s to torture (laughs) children.
1: (laughs) Now they got nice black padding, right?
0: Right, and they then they got the little the, the little rubber. Yeah, that's just, yeah. we didn't have that. We had wood chips yeah. or cinder. Yes, and either one is not fun to fall on.
1: Nope.
0: <laughs> I tell you, you kids these
1: days—they <laughs> <laughs> don't know how hard we had it.
0: Yeah, they <laughs> got it so easy, just coddled their whole life.
1: Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like feelings. What feelings? You're too young to have feelings. Get out of here.
0: Yeah. Feelings. That, that's They don't exist. Feelings no. are a figment of your imagination.
1: Yeah. They last for a moment and then you're over it. Keep going.
0: <laughs> yeah. Now you mentioned being on a part uh, podcast with co-hosts. That yes. did not work out. Yeah, I,
1: no. I, I know the <laughs> let, feeling. Yes. <laughs> yes. Let alone women. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're a little worse at it
0: it's uh, i i don't know i don't know i i had i had some pretty bad experiences with them. but i i'm not going to go into those too much but i i tried to co-host for a year or so and it didn't work out we we actually haven't spoken since we left the studio it's almost 4 years ago
1: wow i still speak to two of them but one of them mm uh-uh. mm
0: yeah no yeah and then i had another uh, kind of an occasional regular co-host that uh I don't think I've talked to her in a year, but. <laughs> so, so yeah, it happens I, now there for a long time. I was having guest co-hosts. I'd, I'd have a guest co-host and a different one every week. That way they'd be on and they'd know it wasn't their show. Gotcha. It's one, gotcha. once they're on for a little while, they start forgetting that, you know, whose yes. show it
1: is. And that's,
0: that's when it, <laughs> that's yes. when it all goes South, right?
1: Yeah. Absolutely, you know, mine was I did a lot of the heavy lifting, and Mm. when I kind of delegated some of the tasks to other members, they weren't on the same page, and things started, you know, backsliding and not going smoothly. And I was like, I'm not about to be on a sinking ship, so see ya. (laughs) Like,
0: yeah, that's that's understandable.
1: Yeah, and the ship has sunk.
0: But you have your own podcast and, and you're, I am floating. And you're the captain. Yes. Is that why you put, you put your name in the title with Chris? Yep. That way there's no, no
1: confusion. No confusion. What does I say there? Okay. <laughs>
0: yeah. That, that way you can point it out to them as you're kicking them out. <laughs> <laughs> it's your name up there. See, I didn't yeah. do that. I just called it the Life Radio Show and I guess the reason I did that is I wanted to confuse religious people so they'd come on and really <laughs> <laughs> really upset. <laughs> I've actually I, I've gotten emails about that before. This happened.
1: <laughs> <I laughs> like, like what are you talking about? This is life. We're talking to real live people. It's life,
0: <laughs> right? That's that's why that's what I always say. That's that's the reasoning for naming it that. Is you know we talk about a little bit of everything.
1: There you go. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Because that, that's one of the things I enjoy in the show. I talk to so many people that I otherwise wouldn't get a chance to know. And I talk – we're not always comedy. We talked about some serious matters today. I've talked about some serious matters on other shows. But we always try to find humor in other things.
1: Uh, yeah. You have, You know what? Listen. You know, life is short. Like I said, you wake up every morning closer to death. So. <laughs> Maybe that should be the title. No, don't do that. Don't do that. Right? So. Yeah,
0: welcome to the Closer to Death podcast.
1: Yeah. It well, it is go. life, right? I, I don't know. More,
0: yeah, I might bring more listeners in that way. I'll get all the <laughs> right? I'll get all the goth kids and all there the depressed
1: you go. people listening. Exactly. Exactly.
0: And then I'll so. cheer them up and they'll stop listening to my show. Oh,
1: that would be so sad. And then they <laughs> will start listening again.
0: they'd get sad start listening so i'd just have i'd have like channel jumpers i'd be back and forth with my show they'd miss a couple episodes
1: they'd come back that's okay (laughs) (laughs) but yeah we have to enjoy life every day you know so just if you keep smiling you know and see at least one positive thing out of the day there has to be at least one you know look for that silver lining Listen. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Now, where where can we find ciphered uh, Knowledge with Chrissy?
1: Well, you can find me on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter, but I can send you to one location and I'll have the links to all of that. And if you just go to www.cypheredknowledge.com it'll have uh, all the episodes from season one there, as well as all the links to my social media and also some contact information if you would like to get in touch with me
0: and that's c i p h e r e d e d k
1: I-D. okay all right.
0: <laughs> all right well i think we're gonna take a short break right now and uh we will come back and go over some news stories we'll we'll have more with chrissy that way she, she can join in. She can join in, and we can, we can learn something together on these news stories because those are always a learning experience. <laughs> Don't always learn anything useful, but we always learn something.
1: Knowledge is knowledge.
0: Knowledge is knowledge. All right. We'll be right back on the Life Radio Show. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> I am particularly offended by other people's bad habits That are not the same as my own at the present time The way they always do those things This and that and other stuff That I don't have the time, money, or energy to do anymore But if you've got some things to say About stuff I do every day That is not the same as yourself at the present time Who, tell me who, that's W Joe died and made Hey, what's up, guys? It's Chris Ristali of Breaking the Fourth Wall. If you enjoy our show, you can find it on YouTube. Just look up Realm of the Mist Entertainment or just look up Realm of the Mist Entertainment on Anchor.fm, Apple iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, or wherever quality podcasts can be heard. And also you can find us on all the social medias. Just look for Realm of the Mist Entertainment. And I will catch you on the other side. Hey, this is Don Smith. I want to take a minute to tell you about The Devil's Apple, a new book by my friend William Morris. It's the true and brutally honest story about Bill's own battle with addiction. It was written for those struggling to overcome addiction as well as those watching a loved one struggle. In Bill's own words, you work just as hard to be an addict as you do to be clean and sober. You can find The Devil's Apple on Amazon.com and for a limited time, you can get it for free on the Kindle app.
1: Today, we're teaching poodles how to fly. Come here, come here, Foofy
0: are you psyched? Are you ready? Okay, here we go. Get ready and fly! Oh man! All right, hey, welcome back to the Life Radio Show. We are still zooming right along. We have uh, Chrissy from Ciphered uh, Knowledge with Chrissy still on the air with us. She didn't. She didn't run off.
1: <laughs> no, I. You couldn't see me if I ran off either
0: that's true, that's true. <laughs> so are, are you doing okay or are you surviving the show so far are you having a good yeah i think right. i'm
1: doing good i just hope other people think i am as funny as i think i am so
0: well the, the news <laughs> stories are the real test of that that's okay <laughs> we'll see that's that's where we find out so are you ready to get started on some news? i
1: am ready let's hear what's going on in florida
0: all right, this is actually in <laughs> Tokyo. <laughs> we're going to start off in Tokyo. Uh, dressed in a Santa costume. Hold on, why is this playing? That shouldn't play. Okay, dressed in a Santa costume, a mask, and flippers, a diver waved through a curtain of tropical fish in a Tokyo aquarium at socially distant spectators watching from behind the glass. uh, Continuing a more than 20-year-old tradition at the Sunshine Aquarium, uh, she held a Christmas wreath aloft as banana fish and stingray swam unperturbed and used a bazooka-shaped feeder to shoot out pellets for them to feast. Bazooka-shaped fish feeder. That's what I want.
1: So I'm still trying (laughs) to picture this. So wait, hold on. So there's somebody in a big old fish tank, right? That's what basically dressed like Santa?
0: Dressed like they have a Santa Claus costume, a mask, and flippers, diving down into the tropical aquarium.
1: And what purpose was this?
0: I don't know. uh to be honest i thought how can you swim in that outfit outfit uh 42 year old uh kiichi matsumura uh visiting his wife and four-year-old son told reuters after seeing the show it's a show uh, which will continue until christmas day for tokyo resident ayami uh, kobayashi 35 the entertainment was all more welcome in a year overshadowed by the pandemic so it's just it's just a show. It's just a show that they do. They started in 1999, apparently. So it's just a show where they.
1: I'm still Santa, trying to like.
0: Santa Claus swims with the fishes.
1: Okay, but hold on. Like, does <laughs> Santa have does Santa have a belly, or like is Santa in a scuba gear?
0: I we'll have to find out. I'm not <laughs> looking for pictures right now, and I'm not seeing it. There, there's a video. I don't want to play the video because it might make noise during the show. I don't want that. But no, I, I am curious. I, like I, just, submarine Santa is what they're called.
1: <laughs> like. I'm just like I want. Like, and then there's just fish swimming around tropical, and sting fish. tropical yeah, and
0: stingrays, tropical stingrays. And sti- it, if Santa gets caught so, by a barb, I don't. I don't see him growing out going out the same way as Crocodile Hunter. You know?
1: No, no. But wait, <laughs> but wait. Well, why is even Santa by tropical fish? Like, wouldn't he be by penguins?
0: I I would think maybe they didn't want to. They thought the water was too cold up there.
1: <laughs> this, is, this is Santa
0: on vacation in the tropics because <laughs> it's not Christmas See, cri- Christmas Eve, he better he better be up there swimming with the penguins, getting ready to travel around the world. But right now, that's fine. He can be swimming with the tropical fish
1: in Tokyo in a big old fish tank. <laughs> like I just I never heard of such things.
0: Yeah. That- <laughs> I, I don't, I don't want to spoil it, but it may not be the real Santa.
1: <gasps> no.
0: <It> may... <laughs> I
1: well, know I, that's I ruined not it fun.
0: for you, but I, I'm, you I'm kind of a realist, Chrissy. I, I just, I can't Listen, have everybody. What are you
1: talking me. about? You mean to tell me that you don't believe that there is a big fat man that commits breaking and entering <laughs> once a year to leave gifts? You don't believe in that? You don't believe that exists?
0: I believe there's a big fat man that broke in every year, but that was Uncle Roy, and he's <laughs> through the time now. So he He never left gifts unless, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Uncle Roy.
1: <laughs> oh, poor Roy. I bet you he's getting gifts now.
0: Oh yeah, he's getting more than he can he's getting more than he can handle now. <laughs> uh orders for a brazilian pig feeding robot
1: <laughs> what? wait hold on need to go be
0: <laughs> we, we've left tokyo we're heading on to sao paulo now so okay. uh, <laughs> orders for a brazilian pig feeding robot which plays classical music while dispensing meals soared this year as farmers strove to cut costs amid the covid19 pandemic Robo Agro, the privately owned company that sells the robot, said in a statement sent to Reuters on Thursday that orders rose by an average of 400 percent to 60 units per month. The machine uses uh, linear feeders, allowing the animals, which are divided in pens, to receive the exact amount of feed needed for each meal. As it works, it plays classical music, which which the company claims mitigates animal stress. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <sighs> that, so first of all for when you first said it I didn't think it was a pig feeder feeding other animals I thought that the pig feeder was serving us bacon why
0: <laughs> and playing classical <laughs>
1: it's, it's like eat my brother and I'll play some right. <laughs> <laughs> some I, Beethoven I, for you
0: <laughs> I now want my breakfast to be a robot feeding me bacon is classical music. Is, but
1: it has to be a pig serving you bacon.
0: I'm cool with that. I am cool with even better a pig robot serving me bacon while I listen to classical. that That is, I have a new dream.
1: There, there you go. I but have I have another cool question about this.
0: Life goal right now. I'm amazed.
1: <laughs> I have another question. Who did the study to discover that the classical music? de-stressed the animals. Like, how was that done?
0: I think that's just a sales tactic. Okay. I think that's all that is. Because all they did is they put a DVD player or a CD player (laughs) in with it. (laughs) It's just got one CD. And it'll it'll only last like the first two months. and It'll start skipping around. It'll sound like crap. It'll stress the pigs out even more.
1: Absolutely. So, like, I want to, like, is this like a public trading company? cuz i would love to see
0: you want to follow how it. many yeah see, i want to see. see what happens when the discs start going bad
1: well not only that like who buys a pig to feed other pigs <laughs> like who like i want to know
0: <laughs> it's it's not <laughs> <laughs> There is a picture of this. Unfortunately, it's not a robot that is the shape of a pig. That would be fabulous if it was. <laughs> Why
1: did I think it was a pig robot? Where did I get that from?
0: I don't know. Maybe? I think I'm hungry. It's a Brazilian pig feeding robot. It it feeds the pigs. It doesn't look. Oh. Although if it if it will if it looked like a pig, that would Robo Agro needs to up their game. Right now. <laughs> they need they need a pig. A pig's pig-shaped pig-feeding robot.
1: All right, I think I'm hungry. I think I need <laughs> bacon. <laughs> so I think that's I need the problem. Bacon, and
0: I need a robot <laughs> feeding it to me while it owns Beethoven. No, no, show pork. Show you know pork. what? Show pork. <laughs> Beethoven. <laughs> I don't know. It's.
1: <laughs> you know what I think? I think you know what? Now that I'm going to sit back and, and take back everything I said. With the way our world is going, farming is like not as high as it used to be. Like, you know, our farm, there's not too many kids who are growing up and say, I want to be a farmer. Right. So this may be something that they're on to. They may be ahead of their time. I'm going to follow them. I'm going to see if they're publicly so I could go buy some stock.
0: Okay. Okay. Buy stock and <laughs> stock robo agro and then- yeah. If you if you get up to be a, a big enough stockholder, you, you might be able to convince them to change that robot into a pig shape. Oh yes, that, <laughs> their their orders would triple.
1: <laughs> because then you know what the pigs won't be so up like the the they'll get pissed off at Beethoven, but that's their brother, you know Charlotte's Web, right? Like right. they'd be fine. Yeah. Well, that wasn't even what was Charlotte What was the pig in Charlotte's Web's name?
0: Oh, uh, I cannot think of it.
1: Yeah, because she was Charlotte was the the spider.
0: Right, that was the spider. Yeah. That's because the pig can't weave webs. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Although, again, that would be fantastic. I mean, yeah. we need eight legged pigs <laughs> <laughs> we need weaving webs. Now that's <laughs> being fed by another robotic pig.
1: They can't even roll over.
0: <laughs> Wilbur, Is it
1: Wilbur? Wilbur, there you okay. go.
0: <laughs> it just hit Wilbur the Robo Pig.
1: There you that's go. That's it. Listen, what was what's the name of the company? That's that's our market. Yeah, that's Ro- ours, Robo right?
0: Agro. That's it. Yeah. Robo
1: Agro. That's that's Don and Chrissy. Yeah. All right. Trademarked. Yeah. Sorry.
0: Trade Trademark Wilbur <laughs> the Robo Pig. We will sell it along with the idea.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's that's good stuff. I just I want a pig feeding me bacon. That's that is is a new life goal for me.
1: (laughs) I'm telling you, you can only imagine. Right. Like if you don't think of it, it doesn't exist. Right.
0: Exactly. Exactly. I I think therefore it is.
1: Exactly.
0: I think that's how it goes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, in my house, it's because I said so.
0: Right. That, that, that works too. Uh, all right. We'll head to Romania. We're, we're going all over the globe tonight.
1: You got me traveling. I don't even have my passport. Well, that's
0: that. That's how we get Get outside of our comfort zone. We learn, we get out. Yeah, that, mm-hmm. a, a Romanian cobbler. Uh, it's not not like a peach cobbler <laughs>
1: okay because I was thinking food again right, right.
0: Then... <laughs> this is a shoemaker that kind of cobbler a Romanian okay. cobbler uh, who made giant shoes to help keep people apart during the first wave of
1: 19 <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> which is great has come up with a new line of huge winter boots to stamp out the second onslaught of the disease uh, oh, Gregor loop, which I love that name, Grigor Loop, said the shoes he launched in May in a European size 75 (laughs) had sold across the world and helped keep his store afloat in the Transylvanian city of Cluj. Uh, He started making them when he noticed uh, people were standing too close together and ignoring social distancing rules. Uh, two people facing each other in his elongated footwear would be forced to stand just under two meters apart.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you have to describe this to me. Is it just in the front that it's long? Yes. Or do you have so that doesn't work?
0: Yeah, because you because you could interweave them.
1: Yeah, and if we're standing a basket, back to you can back,
0: a basket weave with other people's shoe fronts. <laughs>
1: yeah, and if we stood back to back, butt cheek to butt cheek, <laughs> like that's not six feet apart.
0: Exactly. See, I'll, I'll uh, here, here, here. You go. I'll, we'll show you what we got here. If it's if it's going to share it, there.
1: No kind of.
0: Because <laughs> I can share the screen, that way you can see his fabulous winter boots that nobody listening to the audio version of this will be able to see. Let's <laughs> see, okay. they're just, they're see just big duck feet. That's really that all. is
1: that's crazy.
0: <laughs> that's really all they are. So, and
1: then how do they walk in that?
0: Uh, it would look very goofy. I would say John Cleese probably would have a would have a leg up on this one. <laughs> You you look like you're straight out of Monty Python's Ministry of Silly Walks because there's no other way to walk in shoes this size.
1: You know, listen, a friend of mine was in a motorcycle accident and he lost all the toes on his left foot. And I used to joke with him about being able to walk right because, you know, your toes would keep you stabilized and give you balance. I bet you he'll be fine in these.
0: Yeah. There's balance right there. You you (laughs) can lean almost horizontal. And still be held upright by these shoes.
1: And like, how do you know which size is your size? Where are you measuring? So.
0: <laughs> yeah, there has to be some kind of filler in there. They have. There has to be a real size to these shoes. Otherwise, they would be very uncomfortable. Although a lot of toe freedom, which for me is a very important thing in a good shoe.
1: Well, I don't know. They look kind of narrow and I've got fat feet.
0: I'm the same way. I, I, wear, I wear like a size 13 quadruple deep. <laughs> I wear like a, almost the widest shoe size. I usually have to special order them <laughs> because they're that wide. And yeah, I, I, there is no way. I could fit into those because they're about the same width as his hand, and that's not going to work for me.
1: Yeah, no, they're too narrow. They're like an A, right? Like right, like one right, of those, yeah. feet, those really those,
0: those are narrow, narrow, long feet. I don't have those. I have the wide, long feet. I have a good, solid base. <laughs> yeah. It's
1: got to support us. It's got to support the Americans. You know the exactly. way we the way we eat out here. You know, we actually yeah, support
0: things might be fine for you, little half starved <laughs> eat Good here in America. <laughs>
1: You don't eat a Mediterranean diet. <laughs>
0: <Right>. <laughs> Too much green stuff over there. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, how
1: how do they think of this stuff? Like I just like one night, like, are you just asleep? And then you wake up and you're like, aha. Yeah. You're like, it's there. I don't know.
0: Yeah, but he had his eureka movement <laughs> moment and said,
1: long shoes.
0: <laughs> That's brilliant.
1: <laughs> so everybody starts tripping over each other.
0: Right. Yeah. And then you have all yeah. kinds of problems. And and then th- see, that could, that could be what this is. He also is the town's, uh, doctor. Uh, doc- doctor. They- <laughs> so people are tripping. They're breaking their nose. He has to fix them. He's double dipping. He's getting them. you
1: life. go. Yeah. Well, then he is a very intelligent man.
0: Oh yeah. It's it. It's everything comes down to marketing these days.
1: Absolutely.
0: You know, it's just like like the classic music played by pig feeding robots. It's all about marketing.
1: You know what? I'm going to go to sleep to Beethoven and see if it makes me less stressed. I guarantee you I'm more.
0: (laughs) Really? You don't like (laughs) classical music?
1: No. I mean, you know, in a movie, I could tolerate it for a couple of seconds. But to sit there? No. No. Give me some smooth jazz. Every
0: now that. and then I'll, I'll play some classical in, in the car, like driving to work and I'll, I'll crank it
1: because mm. no, class, okay.
0: classical's got some bass too.
1: Yeah, well, maybe I'll that's, try it.
0: And that's fun. Somebody comes up next to me and they hear that boom, boom. And then I'm, I whirl down the window. It's like, dee, 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 you know, <laughs> I, start well, I live conducting I, with my fingers while I'm driving and it just blows their minds.
1: I live in a very rural redneck area. County, and if oh, I yeah, blasted yeah. some, yeah, I if I blasted some classical music, I don't know what would happen. So yeah, I mean, that's, maybe- that's
0: even better. They need, that. <laughs> they need that. That's I drive up and visit my family. I, I, I'm either blasting some classical or like some Tupac because they, they need to experience other things.
1: <laughs> absolutely, there you go. Yes,
0: <laughs> or some parliament. I might even mix in some funk and there. <laughs> It's hilarious. Any, anytime somebody rides in my work truck, it's got a, a, a flash drive in there that feeds like my entire collection of music on there. And it will, it, it'll hop from Beethoven to Parliament to Bob Marley to Megadeth. It's all
1: over. <laughs> I love it though. I love it though.
0: My music taste is schizophrenic.
1: <laughs> no, it's eclectic.
0: There you go. That's a
1: good way to put it. Now, I, I'm
0: I'm not rich enough to be eclectic yet. <laughs> you have to have money to be eclectic. Yeah. <laughs> right now, I'm just poor and weird. Well,
1: maybe if you, <laughs> you label it that way, we could just pretend for a little bit.
0: Like like a fake it till you make it thing. Yeah, Again, you know. we're, back to, we're back to marketing.
1: Okay, exactly.
0: It yeah. all comes back to marketing. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> All right, we'll we'll find one more fun news story, and I've I've got to go with this one. I, I I touched on this one in my show last. Oh no no no, there there is one I want to touch on more than that. That's because that okay. one.
1: Well, I, listen. I actually, don't say that around little kids.
0: That is true. That is very true. That's, <laughs> that is great advice right there. No, this is one I wanted to get to on the show uh, that I recorded yesterday. And I didn't get to because this is a story about a Wallaroo. All right. You have to
1: elaborate.
0: What is a Wallaroo? A Wallaroo, a hybrid of a kangaroo and a wallaby, escaped from its owner's Illinois home and ended up being rescued from the Illinois River. Uh, Nathan Drool of Peru uh, said the two-year-old marsupial named Wally, because, of course, if you you have a Wallaroo, it's got to be named Wally. All right, Wally. Uh, slipped out of his harness Wednesday because he was taking it for a walk. That's why he has a harness. walking (laughs) the Wallaroo today, are (laughs) you? And again, walking the Wallaroo would be a great show title.
1: (laughs) It it, it would. And everybody would want to know what a Wallaroo is.
0: Exactly.
1: exactly.
0: (laughs) It it was normal. Just letting him outside, said Drool. He uh, had his harness and there was one strap that was too loose on him and he got off it and took off. This was the first time. This was the first time he lost his Wallaroo. (laughs) Uh, Police tracked Wally as he hopped his way through town, and they called for animal control when the Wallaroo stopped for a rest between May's Lumber and the Illinois River. (laughs) Uh, Peru police said officers were awaiting animal control personnel when Wally made another run for it. (laughs) Oh, my. But this time stumbled and fell into the river because apparently a Wallaroo's kind of (laughs) clumsy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I want to know when they called it into animal control, what did they say? Like, it was like, I got a cake. No, I got a wallet. No, Yeah, I don't know oh, what no. we
0: got, but th- we'll <laughs> just call it a wall. His name's Wally. Just look for, just shout out for Wally. If you get a weird looking thing hopping to you, that's got a pouch. His name's Wally. Just so, there's probably not a lot of them in Illinois.
1: So I want to know, Mr. Wallaroo and Mrs. <laughs> like I want to know like how that happened. Like who's the kangaroo and who's the wallaby?
0: Right, you want to know? Yeah, which which is which?
1: Right, like I want to know, and like that that can happen.
0: Uh, apparently so. I didn't think a wallaby was all that big.
1: Well, because <laughs> I <laughs> know a kangaroo. At,
0: but... Yeah, there's there's all kinds. Of, there are so many questions now
1: right because i because i want to know like who who was you know who was doing what (laughs) like (laughs) right
0: right. who was the pitcher who was the catcher i'm gonna
1: yeah basically like what was going (laughs) on like did it happen by accident or did they fall in love like you know was it a white night stand was it something intentional like how did he keep it a secret for so long this peruvian male like, how did he keep it? Like, was it not a secret? Like, I have so many questions I need answers to.
0: I Absolutely, me too. I, I'm looking it up right now just to get a sizing comparison. <laughs> <laughs> Between a wallaby and a kangaroo. Because I, <laughs> I have to know. I just I have to know.
1: Yeah, but I want to know if there's a love story too.
0: Holy cow.
1: What am I missing? <laughs>
0: a kangaroo can get up to 9.2 feet in length a wallaby 1.9 feet
1: oh my lord so i definitely want to know how this happened
0: that's like a german shepherd going for a chihuahua yeah how the wow
1: and then yeah like depending on who was what right like <laughs> Man, How did that, maybe, is You know what? Right <laughs> if she was a kangaroo and he was a wallaby, she may have even may not even know it was happening. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so. Yeah, what was that?
1: And the she thought it was a immacul- wallaby
0: again. Yeah. <laughs> what was it doing? I don't yeah, know. No.
1: And then all of a sudden, <laughs> it's immaculate conception. Like, listen, <laughs> listen, Sue, talking to her girlfriend. I swear to you, I didn't do anything. I wasn't with nobody. Well, wasn't yep. a Wallaby I, I, sitting back there behind you? But but I, I didn't even feel it.
0: <laughs> a, a red kangaroo can get up to 100 pounds, a wallaby, 9.2. Oh. That's yeah. 10 times the animal.
1: Wow. And, like, how big was this? Was it, like, did it take after mom or dad?
0: Right. Did like, it? <laughs> we, <laughs> there are so many questions on this because that's just, yeah, that's. <laughs> that's crazy okay a wallaroo uh a typical wallaroo can go uh between uh, there's a black wallaroo that can be 37 pounds and an antilapine kangaroo that's 85 pounds so that's a, a different different okay. thing different thing it's they're different why would they put them on there those are different
1: things. listen i still like the, the 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 little tiny thing and the big huge thing right and i the, still it like that
0: looks like the, the wallaroo comes up to about 30 37 to 40 pounds so that's that's right in the middle. Yeah. So that's it. Just it just like you you cut one in half. That's all you did. You you have a, a mid size. <laughs> you have yeah. a mid size kangaroo. That's right.
1: <laughs> it's like I'll take the sedan, compact, please. <laughs> right. <laughs> right.
0: Right. <laughs> well, now we know. That's 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 fascinating. You can get them as pets.
1: So it is legal in Illinois.
0: In Illinois, apparently, it is perfectly so
1: legal own to have a Wallaroo. Wow.
0: I'm going to have to check Ohio. So sorry, Homer, you're being replaced by a Wallaroo. Because <laughs> it would, it would a Wallaroo would weigh less than my dog. Homer's probably 100 to 100, to 100 pounds.
1: Oh, I have, a, I have a medium-sized dog. He's only 47 pounds. That's all I can handle. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I, I used to have a Jack Russell. Oh, okay. And he, he was a small guy. I think he was maybe 20 pounds, yeah, maybe not that 20, big. 25. And then Homer Homer actually was bigger than the Jack Russell when I brought him home as a puppy. Wow. So I have a yeah. picture of Homer as a puppy, and he's bigger than the Jack Russell fully grown. So,
1: <laughs> Yeah, no. Mm-mm. Medium, that was all I was doing. Big enough not to get out from underneath the gate, but not so huge that you're ruining my house. Although this one still ruins my house.
0: Oh yeah, they, some of them <laughs> will do that. Homer's fairly well behaved, but you know, I still, I still want a Wallaroo. I don't know if, it, <laughs> I would say in this climate, it'd have to be an indoor Wallaroo. Yes.
1: Do you think he would get along with your pig feeder?
0: I that would yeah. It, would we have to upgrade to the Wallaroo feeder?
1: Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think you would.
0: Yeah, because <laughs> you, you can't you can't have a wallaroo eating off a pig feeder. It's just not. It's not humane.
1: Well, I don't know. You know <laughs> that that that's there's some room for uh you know some something going on there. There's a little yeah, room. For we'll,
0: you. we'll we'll get a hold of uh, Robo Agro and see what the conversion kit costs. <laughs> <laughs> no. I need to convert my pig feeder to a wallaroo feeder. What's what? We'll the-
1: just put a pouch on it. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Well, I think the main difference is instead of playing classical, you just hear a, a didgeridoo in the background. <laughs> that soothes the Wallaroo back. That's going to soothe that Wallaroo a little than some Chopin will. So. <laughs> All right. I'm going to give you a couple minutes right now. If you have any social media you want to throw out there, uh, any, any other places we can find you, anything you want to promote, and, of course, throwing in the ciphered uh, knowledge out there again and the website. Let us know all that again right now.
1: All right. Thank you, Don, so much for having me on this evening. I had a blast. Um, you can find me uh, on Facebook Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, I'll make it really easy. You could just head over to www.cypheredknowledge.com. All my contact information is there. All the links to my social media is there. You'll also find episodes from season one uh, right there. So it's all in one great location for you. No need to figure out where everything is. I air live every Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Facebook, but come season two it'll only be on YouTube. So if you come over, you watch the show, you like what you see, make sure you like, subscribe, and hit the notification button over on the YouTube channel. So you can get notified every time I go live.
0: All right. Awesome. Thank you so much for being on. It's, it's been great getting to know you and talking to you. Just a, a lot of fun on this end as well.
1: Thank you so much. I had a great time. So, and then, and then you guys need to tell Don, if I'm as funny as I think I am, <laughs> you just gotta let him know. Just-
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, they, they need to tell me. Yeah. You, you can always email the life 106 at gmail.com. And and just make sure you let me know what make make sure. I Chrissy, you're at least as funny as me.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't think so. My kids call you me kept, corny. You kept
0: right up. You, you <laughs> <laughs> didn't miss a beat. Absolutely fantastic. Thanks for being on the show.
1: Thanks so much.
0: And thanks for listening to the Life Radio Show. Like I keep telling you guys, if you're going to keep listening to me, I'm just going to keep making these. All right. Have a great night. Overwhelms the presence overwhelms me, a brutal presence.
1: Wow. Wow.